My name is Craig Pickin. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Let's talk about something different. You talked about onshore. You know, what do you, you know, obviously politically, we're seeing a big headbutt between China and America, you know, and, and the U.S. right now. You're seeing a lot of stuff. Are companies getting more excited about bringing stuff um, to back into the borders and competitively, can we, can we compete on cost or for companies that want to do that? What are some other, if they can't do it on cost, mm-hmm. what should they be thinking about? Okay. Frank or Harvey, it, it started, uh, in the June timeframe where we started receiving prints and models and, and inquiries about making these products. Some of the uh, blueprints that came over were not in English. That's, that's the first sign that you notice. Um, but they were at the, the volumes that were in our wheelhouse. What we do at Anchor Harvey is uh, we have a very lean manufacturing process. We have a, a one flow piece process. So from the beginning of the forge process to the end, it takes about three hours. Uh, the parts then have to be aged. That could be eight to 10 hours. So in crunch time, we can get someone a forging in two to three days, uh, which is very quick within the industry. So we offered them speed, smaller lot sizes, so they could turn their inventories. And what we do internally is we'll keep some raw material on hand. We prefer to keep it there than in finished goods because my raw material might be used for other customers too. Mm-hmm. And we also aligned ourselves with a couple of aluminum mills that also have short lead time. So we shortened up our supply chain basically to give them smaller lot sizes quickly as they would need them. So are we as less expensive as they are? I think in total cost, we're very close, very close now. But the difference being made up in, hey, I don't have to keep inventory on my shelves. Right. Yeah, I need I need 10,000 of these things next Wednesday. Yep. The truck is showing up. And if it costs me a few cents more, it's worth it. Per, it's worth it. It's it's the headache factor. It, how receptive? You know, we talked about a motorcycle manufacturer. We talk about you know a lot of these. How receptive are these guys to that conversation? They got to be really receptive to that conversation, especially today. They have they, and they are. Uh, once we start talking that talk, the questions just flow. So my my minimum lot size can be this. And I can get it delivered twice a month. And the questions just go, they, they, they grab, they realize it, you know, they're well-educated folks. So it's, yeah, it's, a, that's one of our selling cards, speed to market. But the other one at Anchor Harvey is our consistency of product. We have process control inputs on the entire forging process. You walk into supervisor's office, engineers, maintenance, you see these big TV screens they monitor the entire process of the heating of the billets, the presses, the aging of everything is, is monitored and controlled very closely. 
So for us, that provides a lot of uptime. Mm-hmm. It gives a status of the equipment. All of a sudden, if, if a press is pulling five more amps, the maintenance guys all get a notification on their phones. Hey, something's going on with that press. Go check it out. It becomes very predictive. So our uptime as a forge shop is incredible because of that system we have in place. So the uptime of equipment, and we can go fast. It makes a big difference for many of our customers. What's the biggest challenge in getting the customer to to, to shift that mind shift to that mindset. I'm sure yeah, you know, look, nothing comes easy. Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, look, it's great. We can share your lead time. You know, what are you telling? You know, are you are you getting into their inventory? Are you getting into their ERP? Are you you bringing financial models to say, hey, look, guys, you know, you can bring it on shore, you know, um, you know, et cetera. You know, how are you, how are you making the case? It, it's I, I think what you're asking, how do we find customers that value our value? Mm-hmm. And that that's always a challenge. Yep. Always a challenge. So normally, uh, my sales manager does have a fictitious spreadsheet of total cost because we've known so many customers that have gone overseas and they, they share the, the cost breakdowns. And so we swing back then with the smaller lot sizes and inventory turns. And, you know, we might be off a little bit, but they see an example of it and they think about their business and their product lines. So we, have, we, we do flash up an example for them just to kind of make them think that way. How much now you're of your customers now, you know, so yeah, customers come, customers go, every business has it. You know, do you have, do you have like a a cadre of steady people that, Hey, look, we're going to, we've got long-term, long-term agreements with, and we're hanging in as a lot of your stuff transactional. What, uh, how are you going to, how do you grow? How do you grow from here? Excellent question because Anchor Harvey is really a job shop. So our customers come to us and say, Hey, can you forge this? Because we, you know, we, we don't have a product line. Saying that, though, we have many steady customers. For example, in the archery industry, there are seven or eight major players. Uh, we have capabilities due to large presses. It makes it hard for the competition to come in and take that business. But we service them like there's no tomorrow. We're dealing with the design of their bows now at their place before they even send it over. So we offer them some internal value of how to design bows. So they, they could leave us at any time, but you know, they hang with us. We have the first customer Anchor Harvey ever had at this location in Freeport in 1979. That customer's still with us. So they, they come and go, but we've had a pretty steady book of business. Uh, we've lost them overseas, but we've landed a lot more than we lost. That's yeah. got to be that's got to be a pretty pretty exciting. It's yeah, we we've grown this business fivefold in the last sixteen years, so it's it's been pretty pretty exciting. Wow! And yeah. you're are you you're privately held, private equity owned? What's uh, privately you're... held? There, there's a family behind it, and okay. uh, they, they they own other businesses too. So. You're gonna, you know, they ask you to continue to grow it. Uh, yeah, you see, you've grown it fivefold in sixteen years. Is it, yeah, you got to. Yeah, is there another? Uh, is there another two X coming? Uh, Craig, I, I think you know these guys with that with that question. Yeah. Um, but to grow for growth's sake is not what they're interested in. Um, first and foremost, safety. They want everyone to be safe. Secondly, they want good quality parts because of of a reputation for us and for them. And then it's production. Uh, grow. We're going to continue to grow. Like marketing's aggressive, uh, and and that's fine because I love the challenges. You know, we talked about winning and learning. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to win or learn unless I'm trying. 
So hey, hey look, if you you know that's that's the thing. If you're not swinging the bat, you're not you know you, you never you know what is it? You never miss the or you never make the shot you don't take, right? Right, right. You know, mid size, a smaller mid size company, sub hundred million. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know what what keeps you yeah what what keeps you awake as a CEO at that size of business? We, we, you know, I have this thing called the tugboat theory. And the tugboat theory is the captain of the tugboat has got shifting tides and he's pushing 20 boats into berth a day, whereas the captain of a big ship goes from Hong Kong to LA, you know, <laughs> on autopilot. So, so you got a lot of things going on. You know, what have you learned over the years as a, as a smaller company CEO, you know, that you bring that, that, you know, you, you, you try to mentor, you know, up and coming professionals on? I find many of, of my executives around me think relatively short term. And there are things you can do with a customer pricing wise, market wise, idea wise, that you can keep them there for a long time. What keeps me up at night is when I drive by empty factories, I always think, what didn't they do right? Something didn't happen right. You know, was it sales? Was it marketing? And they have a, a bad, qual- bad quality. And I, I always think about that. That keeps me up at night. And right now what keeps me up at night is we're on a roll. We're, we're hot. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking out two years away now, what other customers should I have in my base? Because the cycle time here is quite long. Uh, by the time you get a print, samples, they do their testing. Before you get production work, it can easily be 18 to 24 months. So we're loading some in, but I'm not really happy with the amount we're loading. in. Okay. But that's what keeps me up at night is the futuristic, you know, a little bit further out. Do we have the right equipment? Do we need to expand again? You know, that's the stuff I worry about. Who do you use? As a, who do you use? You know, look, nothing happens in a vacuum. You, you, we talked about your website and some of the website stuff you're doing, talking about some of the marketing stuff you're doing. You know, um, who's, you know, are, you know, you've got a long, you know, you've got a good, a good commute. I know where you live. You've got a good commute to work every day. Do you just think about it in the car? Who, who do you use to help you with you know, these, these things? And, and yeah. you know, and what do you suggest to people as they're coming in? You know, and you're thinking about, because I know people are pitching me ideas all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and after a while, a lot of them sound, all of them either sound really good or all of them sound bad. And then, and then what do you do? Nothing. Nothing. And, uh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, a, a couple of things. One is um, I'm notorious for running book clubs. And people have worked around me for 25 years, uh, don't know what happens. Uh, we'll select a book. I mean, it could be servant leadership. You know, we, we've done the, the Covey readings, the goal. Uh, just a variety of books, pump out a syllabus, and every Friday morning, we have a couple of people that present. And we only go through about 40 pages, 45 pages. And so we read a lot of books. And over the years, I've read a lot of books. That kind of helps me just continue to learn. But where do I go from there to learn even more? It's guys like you, these podcasts have been a blessing. Because I, I went down your list of podcasts. And I'm picking which ones I want to listen to. And I'm, I'm learning. There's ideas there. You know, learning. Um, you can't go to a seminar and everything they're going to teach you is what you need. Right. Pick up bits and pieces along the way. So on your podcast, you know, like, mm, okay, that's a good idea. 
So, but you, you have to stay sharp. You got to educate yourself. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, and, 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 you know, it's like a lot of times the best ideas come from your employees. I mean, you're, you know, it's, 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 Hey, look, let's, let's try, you know, let's try this. You know, and you're like, all right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll invest a little bit in it. You don't have to make a big bet, but we'll, we'll make, you know, we'll make a thousand dollar bet and mm-hmm. we'll see where, we'll see where it goes. Yep. Oh, many of our employees will come up and say, you know, that forging design isn't a good design because and, uh, they go through it, you know, that it turns out to be right. And, uh, you know, they, they might find a little something extra in their paycheck in a week or two then. So um, kind of spreads, that helps. You're right though. The shop floor folks know a lot, more than we give them credit for. Who brought you the uh, the website? Who brought you the marketing? Idea? You, 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 where did you, your marketing, you've, you've obviously got a talented marketing person, the full-time on, full-time on staff or do you? No, we uh, have a company on the outside called Rit Caffeine. Uh, they're in Lombard, Illinois. Uh, they've done an excellent job of setting up our whole little machine here of how we generate leads, follow up on leads and kind of fill that funnel. Uh, I've never experienced something like this. We have done, in years ago, we've done telemarketing and other means of it, but we never had the results that we are in numbers we're driving now because of them. That's awesome. And they, you know, they just keep the funnel, you know, keep the funnel full, your sales guy kind of bring in your salespeople. Yep. Yep. We meet with the marketing company via Zoom every other week. Mm-hmm. And then we have big topics we're going to discuss. You know, I can get down to weekly conversations with them. So they're very active in our business with us. And uh, you've got to put the time in. If they're coming up with ideas and they need articles from you, you got to do the articles on a timely basis and get them out there. So engaging a marketing company costs some money and requires some work too. Yeah, well, it, everything, it's an investment. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's an investment. You know, I tell people go to conferences. They go, why? They, they cost a lot of money. I mean, like, hey, look, you know, what, a thousand bucks to go to, you know, a thousand bucks to go, you know, 500 bucks to the plane ticket, a couple, you know, it's 2,000 bucks to, to invest in your own personal growth. You go meet, you know, you go meet a hundred people and you're, you know, it's, it's, you got to look at, you can't look at it as a cost. You got to look at it as an investment. Yeah. Years um, ago in, in Illinois, in Northern Illinois, there's an organization called the uh, President's Forum. And uh, you would be with a group of six different presidents. You rotate in on each other's company once a month. And so you'd make it through a company twice a year. And that was a rigorous review of the financials, the shop floor, uh, business direction. And I, I did that for three years before I moved up here to Northwest Illinois. And it was so educational. It was uh, like a hands-on MBA program by fire. And it, it was, it was great. A very good organization. Where do you move from here? So COVID, yeah, you guys got COVID figured out. You got the shop as clean as it's ever been. The employees are safe. Um, I suspect that, you know, in a few months, we'll all look back and go, gee, that was no fun. I hope it never happens again. Where do you, where do you take your business from here? What, uh, what industries do you, uh, do you like? How do you compete? You, how do you compete more aggressively? What are you, what are you thinking about? We, well, we, we got a couple of things going. First off, like our, our speed and our quality of parts, our calling card, that's going to help us acquire more aluminum forging work. What Anchor Harvey is doing strategically is we're shifting into some different super micro alloys, and we're beginning to test those internally under forgeability. Um, titanium, magnesium, we're, we're, we're just beginning to test some of that. Uh, magnesium, for example, is very popular in Europe and Russia, 
But in the States, we haven't really embraced it, uh, I think out of fear of not understanding the material. So we're going to go down that road some. It's pretty well uh, on its way already. And uh, that will open up new markets to us. Uh, we would love to do more in aerospace. And that's, what, that's why we're talking. And it's, But as we discussed, eh, it might be a little bit, but we're going to still keep on sending out our emails to the engineers, make sure they don't anchor Harvey's out here. But uh, we have some internal things. I think the, the future of the lightweight and strength material, uh, you have to have that in your portfolio. Are you optimistic about U.S. manufacturing? Do we, can we, do we have the skills? Do we have the talent? Can we get the people and keep them motivated? To, uh... I, believe, I believe yes. I, I think they are out there. Manufacturing isn't, um, has gotten a bad name over the years, but there still are good manufacturing companies here in this country. And you can make a, a good living. You can learn a lot. You have a great career. They're still out there. They're still alive. Uh, we'll get past COVID and, and just watch. It'll, you know, it'll keep coming back. I don't think a lot of people want to maybe outsource to other countries the way they used to. Uh, I see a slowdown in that for a while, and it gives us an opportunity to prove ourselves. So you got to be on your game. I, I th- yeah, protecting your supply chain has got to be on every procurement leader's supply chain leader's mind right now. The CEO, you know, it's like, you know, especially in today's political world where, you know, all bets are off. Literally, all bets are off. And it's, I don't care what happens in the election. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not getting any better in December. Yeah. Um, I got to think that that's got to be a huge, um, you know, thought process in everybody's, in everybody's mind. We, we have sat around and discussed the different possibilities. And I finally said, you know, we're, we're done discussing this. Uh, we're going to have to play the hand we're dealt because we can speculate until the cows come home. Uh, we have a couple of different ideas of one goes this way, one goes that. How is that going to affect our, our business? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know how we would respond, but uh, it's very uncertain. We yeah. are uncertain times. Uh, I would have never thought a year ago I'd be in this position right now of what where the business is at. And uh, I think, think I have the same thing going on right now that 12 months from now, I don't know for sure. I really know where we're going to be. Are you up over 2019 or you flat or you down? Oh, we're up. We're we're up by 25%. Uh, We're having a record year, but the uncertainty with the election and things worth world events, I'm just, I feel like we're on uncertain territory right now. Yes, that means okay. you got to pedal a little faster, right? It's like everybody, you know, things, yeah, it's like, you just got to work a little harder, be a little smarter and, oh. yeah, crying in your beard doesn't do anything. Exactly, exactly. Yep. It's all good. Hey, we've been doing this about 40 minutes. Let's wrap it up here. And right. I promise, and, I, and we'll do another one. How about we do another one? You know, in a couple months, love to hear how you're doing in you know, early, early 2021. And we'll see how the year, you know, build out. Do how do people get a hold of you? Uh. Yeah, I've been told not to do this, but uh, a couple of ways. On the Ank Harvey webpage, there's you know a direct link to us, and uh, they can always get a hold of me at my phone number, and it's 815-494-9183. It's on the internet. All my employees have it, and people can call me directly. That's fine. There you go. Tom LaFave, CEO of Anchor Harvey, out in uh, 
Freeport, Illinois. Hey, thanks, Tom, for for coming on. I really it was this was awesome. You, you, the, 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 it's great to hear somebody so optimistic and and smiling, and and, and it's it's a great message. A lot of businesses need to hear it. So, I enjoyed it. I hope right, you enjoyed you. the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pitt.